Well, today we're continuing our series on uh, called Unrestricted. And remember, uh, last week we talked about, you know, Jeremiah 29, 11 says, the Lord says, I got a plan for you, plans to, to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Amen. That's God's plan. And, but sometimes, you know, even though God plans for us to succeed, how many of you know God plans for us to win in life, to succeed in life, to overcome in life, to live victorious. Do y'all agree with that? Is that the gospel that y'all read? The Lord wants us to be on top. Amen. He wants us to be above and not beneath, above our circumstances and not just, just waddling under our circumstances. But sometimes we don't get there because we got some constraints, some restraints, some things restricting us and keeping us from going forward. In fact, you know, last week we talked about that hot air balloon. Do you remember that? You know, the hot air balloon is designed. It's got this balloon and then it's got the basket and, and, uh, and then, you know, before it takes off in the air, it's designed to soar. It's designed to go high into the air. But to, to keep it on the ground, they put some ropes on it and they anchor it to the ground and they put weights in the basket. Otherwise, it's just going to take off on its own. And then they got this, this uh, blower that blows hot air into the balloon. And the hot air is lighter than the air outside. And there it goes. It goes soaring into the air. And that's a picture of what God created us. He created us. He said, listen, be fruitful and multiply and go subdue the earth. God created us to win in life, to succeed in life. Amen. But sometimes we like that hot air balloon and we got cards that are holding us down. We got weights in our life that are holding us back and keeping us from going where God wants us to go. In fact, the scripture says, in Hebrews 12.1 or 12.2, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses of life, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that trips us up. So Hebrews encourages us, men, strip off the weight. Get rid of the sin that's holding you back so that you can soar. Amen? We can't rise higher than our personal constraints and restraints. Why is it that one person can rise higher than the other person? Well, maybe the other person has a little bit less holding them back. Amen. Now, wouldn't it be great for those things to be cut off of our lives, broken off of our lives so that we can be who God created us to be. Amen. Are y'all with me this morning? And so listen, I'm convinced if we will allow the Lord to help us to break those things, to show us to, how to get rid of those constraints and restraints in our life. We're going to go places we never dreamed that we would go. Our life will go further than we ever thought it would go. Amen? Now, last week, we talked about spiritual constraints, and we talked about that nothing impedes your progress like spiritual constraints. It's like the big ropes. It's like the big weights in the basket. And nothing impedes your progress like spiritual constraints. And so we, we need to learn how to utilize our God-given resources to break those things off of our life. And we talked about that last week. In Matthew 17, 21, it says, But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Now, you know the story. The Lord told the disciples that when they couldn't get rid of a restraint of this son that was an epileptic, that was a, de a demoniac, he was demon-possessed. He would throw himself in the fire 
in the water and they couldn't heal him. And they said, Lord, why not? And he said, prayer and fasting. And listen, something happens when people pray and fast. Something supernatural happens. I don't know. Is my mic on today? Are y'all hearing me today? Something happens when people go after God. You know, listen, I believe that the Lord wants to do miracles in our life. Amen. And so that's why we're doing 21 days of prayer and fasting. Now, this past week, we've been having three prayer meetings a day, and we've been calling out on the Lord. We've been crying out to God, and I'm believing that when we draw near to God, God draws near to us. Amen. And we're believing that things are happening, although we might not see the manifestation yet. How many of you know it's coming? Amen. It's coming. In fact, I've already heard a miracle uh, that's happened already. This lady went to the doctor, and they said she had glaucoma, and they they trying to, you know, give her some recommendations of what to deal with. And so, uh, and she started praying and fasting, went back to the doctor and they said, wait a minute, you don't have glaucoma. Well, she believes God has answered her prayer. She believes that God has healed her, delivered her. Come on, how many of you need a miracle this morning? How many of you need a miracle in your life? Come on, how many of you know God is not finished with miracles? He's not done with miracles. He's got more in store. Amen. Now for the next two weeks at 6 a.m., we're going to be, we're going to be praying. I want to encourage you. Listen, come on. I think one of the greatest, uh, the greatest challenges in this 2017 day and time and age in our society is complacency and apathy spiritually. I believe, you know, listen, my flesh don't want to get up. My flesh don't want to pursue God, but that can be apathy and complacency and it can be a spiritual stronghold that needs to be broken off my life. And so whether I feel like it or not, as for me and my soul, I need to press in and I need to seek after the Lord. Come on, are y'all with me out there? And so I want to encourage you, come out, man, at 6 a.m. And we have some time where we have some worship. We have uh, individual prayer where we pray by ourselves and we come together and we pray corporately. But we're believing for miracles. Amen. And so for the next two weeks, 6 a.m., except Saturday, it's going to be 9 a.m. And so I encourage you, listen, if you hadn't yet, fill out a prayer request, put in one of these uh, these containers, and we're going to keep praying over every request and believing God with you that God will give you a miracle. Amen. And by the way, we have some resources in the lobby. They're also online. Encourage you to take advantage of that. But now let's talk about our message for today. Another restraint that I believe that many of us really, really struggle with is mental restraints. You know, mental restrictions. It can be one of the greatest hindrances in our life. How many of you know that? How many of you know a wrong mindset can really cripple you? The mind is the control center of your life. As your mind goes, so goes your life. And so listen, you can change your life if you change your thinking. You can change your life if you change your thinking because we usually live out of what we believe. If we believe the wrong things, we're going to live out the wrong things. But if we believe the right things, we're going to live out the right things. Amen. Proverbs 23 and verse 7 says, For as he thinks within himself, so is he. In other words, what he's saying is that we become what we think. 
We become what we think. And you know, listen, if your brain is saturated with wrong thoughts, with lies, with deceptions, you're going to become what your brain has received and what it believes. And it's been scientifically proven that your thought life determines your destiny. In other words, listen, it's true that, listen, if you think you're a failure, then there's a great chance you're going to continue to experience failure in your life. It's amazing. And it's also true that if you believe that you can succeed, you're more likely to succeed in life. Amen? And so listen, somebody said, what you think determines what you believe. And what you believe affects your behavior. And how you behave determines the kind of life you live. And so the bottom line is, to live better, you have to think better. To live better, you have to think better. Because if your thought life determines your destiny, if you change what you believe, if you change what you think, you're going to move forward in life. See, many of us are being held back by wrong mindsets. By wrong minds. Colossians 2.8 says this, Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. Don't be captured by empty philosophies. You know what a philosophy is? It's a thought pattern. It's a belief system that you hold on to that is not true. And so he's saying, don't be captured by that. Paul says, listen, we can become captive by wrong mindsets. And listen, wrong mindsets can be the very thing that's holding you on the ground. The wrong mindsets can be the very thing that's keeping you from progressing in life. Amen? And so listen, there's three ways uh, that we get captive mentally. And the first one is you can be held captive by what you believe about yourself. Sometimes we believe the wrong things about ourselves. Some people think too little of themselves. They don't think very highly of themselves. Some people think too much of themselves. Don't look at anybody right now. (laughs) Wrong thinking about yourself. How many of you know? If you think the wrong thoughts about yourself, it can hold you back. Number two, some of us are held captive by what we believe about others. Some people think too little of others. Some people think too much of others. And what I mean by that is what you think about and how you treat others can be the lid on your life. Number three, you can be held captive by what you believe about God. Some people think too little of Jesus. And some people think the wrong ideas about Jesus. And nothing will affect you more than having the wrong mindsets about the Lord. How many of you know that? And so what you believe, what you believe about yourself, what you believe about others. And so sometimes we act out this behavior. We act out behavior in our own life. We treat people differently. We treat people wrongly. We, we, we experience God in different ways and it has everything to do with the wrong mindsets we possess. But if we change our mindset, we can be, we can soar. Jesus said it like this in John 8, 32. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What's wrong mindsets? Lies. What's wrong mindsets? Deceptions. What's wrong? What's wrong mindsets? It's thinking something is true when it's not. 
So we need to get free from that. Amen. Now, there's three factors that help us develop wrong mindsets. And the first factor is this, the environment which we raised in. How many of you know that has a bearing? And so sometimes simply, uh, we simply develop the wrong mindsets by the people we're raised around. And, and so our moms, our dads, our siblings, our friends, our teachers, they help us develop our thinking. And sometimes they can help us develop the wrong thinking. Listen, if they're critical, we become critical. If they're negative, we tend to become negative. If they're doubtful, we become doubtful. If they're prejudiced, we become prejudiced. Come on, I'm preaching better than you saying amen right now. Colossians 2.8 says, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking. I heard this story that I think helps us to illustrate the power of our environment. I read this story recently about a, a German shepherd that was pregnant and had puppies or was going to have puppies and was crossing the road and a car hit the German shepherd and it, it just uh, messed up the, the back legs of the German shepherd where the German shepherd couldn't use his legs anymore. The rest of him was fine. And so he recovered from the wounds, but he couldn't walk with four legs anymore. He had to drag his back legs. And so a few weeks went by, a few months went by, and the German shepherd had its puppies. And so the, the, she, the puppies, uh, you know, were fine, and they were, they were, they were just progressing along just, just fine. But whenever they got old enough to walk, something happened to the puppies. The puppies started dragging their back legs. And they thought, well, maybe in the accident, the puppies got hurt. And so they brought him to the vet and got the vet to check out the puppies. And they said, can you see this dog got hit by a car? Can you see if the puppy's okay? And they checked out the puppies and the puppies were fine. The problem was the puppies got programmed that they could only use their front legs and not their back legs. And sometimes we're using only two of our legs instead of all four. We're not using everything God has called us to because somewhere in our environment we bought into this lie. Come on, are y'all with me out there? Colossians says, don't let anyone capture you. Don't live your life dragging your back legs. Don't live your life dragging in life. Come on, the Lord created you to soar. The second factor in developing wrong mindsets is this. The words that have been spoken over your life. How many of you know words are powerful? They go right to your core. It's amazing how powerful words are. And the Bible says that they can be mental strongholds in your life. Things that people said to you. Things that people spoke to you. Listen, if you're married, be very careful what you say to your spouse. If you have children, be very careful what you say to your children. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the, the tongue. The reality is some of us are being held by these mindsets of these negative words spoken over us. Come on, how many of you can relate to what I'm talking about? It could have been words spoken by a parent. It could have been words spoken by a brother, a sister, a spouse, a teacher, a friend, a coach, a church leader. And these words just root. They set in our minds. And sometimes it's hard for us to overcome what was told us. Spoken words like this, you're dumb, you're a loser, 
There's no good thing in you. You're always making mistakes. You're not talented. You're not smart. You're ugly. You're stupid. You're weak. On and on and on. And these words develop into mental strongholds. And they begin to operate in your life. And they begin to be cords that hold you down. They begin to be weights that hold your life down. You know, as I was studying for this, I, you know, it's amazing how you can recall. And I remember being in my senior year with a group of friends, all my classmates, and we had met another, uh, we were on our senior trip in, in Florida, and we were with some other uh, guys, and we we're talking about, just talking about our lives and just getting acquainted. And one of the guys said to one of my friends and said, hey, did you play sports? He said, yeah, man, I played football. In fact, I got a college scholarship, you know, and just be, went on. And so he said, well, what about you? He said, well, I'm a pole vaulter and I got a scholarship to pole vault. And they kind of went around this circle. And so one of them looks at me and says, what about you? And before I could open my mouth, one of my friends says, oh, he has no talent at all. And man, that's how it hit me. And of course, we all laughed it off. But my friends, I walked away from that conversation thinking, I have no talent at all. And those words penetrated my heart. And some of you in this room, people have told you, you have no talent at all. You're a misfit. You're a failure. And we got to deal with those mindsets that are wrong. Because these words need to be broken. Amen. Here's the key. We have to erase and break all the negative things people say about us. Amen. Listen to this. Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. You know what that means? Every negative word spoken against you, the Lord will render powerless. Amen. Come on, that, well, just because somebody said that about you, that's not what the Lord says about you. The Lord will help you overcome. Amen. Amen. By the way, that guy that said that, he ended up working for me. That's a true story. That's a true story. Amen. Another story I heard, Carl Lewis, ever heard of that guy? Carl Lewis, when he was training for the Olympics, was told that no human could ever jump more than 30 feet. He was a, he was a, uh, a broad jumper. I, and, and so the experts and scientists did all of their research and they declared that there's no way possible that a human could jump further than 30 feet. And so a reporter came to Carl Lewis and said, hey, what do you think about that report that just came out? Because Carl Lewis was, was the, 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 the one that was expected to win the Olympics and they, they were expecting maybe he could break the world record, which was never, 30 feet had never been broken. So what do you think about that report? And this is what he said. I know the experts say it can't be done, but I don't listen to that kind of talk because thoughts like that have a way of sinking into your feet. He went on later that year to jump more than 30 feet and break the world record. See, Carl Lewis learned to break the mental strongholds. It doesn't matter what anybody has told you. It's not what other people say about you. It's what God says about you. It's what the Bible says about you. That's what matters. Amen. Now here's an, a third factor in developing wrong mindsets. The spiritual powers of the adversary. Colossians 2a, listen what it says. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies. 
wrong and high-sounding nonsense that come from, number one, human thinking, and from, number two, the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. The spiritual powers of this world. That's, that's the, uh, the fuel of the enemy. And he'll fuel negative thoughts about yourself. He'll try to convince you. He'll try to get you to buy into his lies. He'll try to get you to believe lies about others. He'll try to fuel your thought patterns about other people and about God. He'll try to cause these thinking patterns to get so strong in your life that they hold you back. He'll try to fuel your, your, your thinking that you're a failure, that you're ugly, that you'll never succeed, that there's no way you can get out of the, the rut that you're in. That's what Satan does. He's a liar. He's the father of lies. He's a deceiver. That's his work. Satan's battlefield is our mind. That's where he works. That's where he operates. When he came after Adam and Eve, he came, he approached their mind. And he said, did God say? Did God certainly say? And he hit them right in the battlefield of their mind. But here's another key. We have to learn to destroy the mental strongholds and negative mindsets. Amen? So that we can be who God called us to be. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10.4, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, through, listen, through the pulling down of strongholds. What are strongholds? They're mindsets. They're belief systems that are not biblical and they're not true. And we all have them. They're, they're wrong thinking patterns. They're patterns of thinking that are contrary to the Word of God. And my friend, we are limited in what we can receive from God and how we get along with others. And we are limited about how far we can go in life by what we believe and what we think. Jesus couldn't do miracles in His hometown, not because He lost power. It's because of what they thought. It's because of their thinking patterns. So we've been given weapons to pull down those strongholds. Amen? Come on, how many of you ready to pull down strongholds in your mind? Pull down strongholds that are holding you back. Cut those cords. Take those weights out so we can soar like God called us to soar. Now, let me, let me conclude by giving you three keys to pulling down some mental strongholds. You know, uh, how, how do you get there? How do you do that? The first key is this. You have to train your mind to think the right thoughts. And, and listen, the bad news is this. I can't control my thoughts. I can't control what comes into the door. But the good news, and I can, I can decide which ones I want to give attention to. Amen? I can decide which ones I give attention to. I like the way Martin Luther said it. He said it best. He said, listen, I can't stop birds from flying over my head, but I can stop birds from making a nest in my hair. See, we can't stop thoughts from coming. They come. They come here and there. They come from some of the pre-programming. They come from my experiences. They come from words people have said. They come from the fuel of the enemy. He's a master at trying to tell you, you're a loser and you're never going to win. But listen, we got to decide. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10.5, cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Listen, one of the greatest revelations I received in life is this, realizing I don't have to entertain and I don't have to keep thinking about whatever comes into my mind. 
I don't know if you heard that. I'm going to stay right here for a little while. I realize that whenever some thought comes into my mind, if it's not a good thought, if it's not a godly thought, I don't have to entertain that thought. I can pull it down. I could cast it down. I could say, no more. You're not growing anymore in my brain. Amen. We have to learn to think about what we're thinking about and not allow our mind to dwell on the wrong things. And learn to cast down those thoughts and those arguments that are exalting self against the knowledge of God. How do you train your mind? When a negative or ungodly thought comes into your mind, you cast it down. You quit entertaining it. Does that make sense? When Satan reminds you of the negative words spoken against you like you're a failure, you're stupid, we need to capture that thought and we bring it back to the obedience of Christ. It's not what God says about me. Amen. The bottom line is we need to train our mind to only entertain the right thoughts, godly thoughts. Philippians 4 and verse 8 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Then the God of peace will be with you. The Bible says, set your mind on the Lord. He will give perfect peace to him whose mind is on the Lord. And so every thought that makes you fearful, cast it down. Every thought that makes you discouraged, cast it down. Every thought that makes you depressed, cast it down. Every thought that robs you joy, cast it down. Think about the right things. And so you know what I've learned? The litmus test is whatever I'm thinking about, is it discouraging me? Pull it down. Is it making me fearful? Pull it down. And I believe that here we are, blood-bought children of God, saved, filled with the Spirit, going to heaven, living eternity with Jesus, and we're constantly getting knocked down by the enemy who's attacking our brain. And he's submitting to us thoughts that are ungodly. But the Bible says, think on these things. Listen, we must think differently if we want to live differently. To live better, we have to think better. Amen. Are y'all with me this morning? If you're with me, say amen. Now, here's the second key. Change your stinking thinking by renewing your mind. How many of you know we got stinking thinking? It stinks the way sometimes, you know, I just like, golly, Lord, would you just take a a spiritual scrub brush and brush that brain of mine? Get the stinking thinking out. Amen. We all have stinking thinking. Wrong thought patterns. And so listen, Romans 12, 2 says this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By renewing your mind. Don't be conformed to this world. Don't fit into its mold. Don't let the world put labels on you. Amen. Amen. Be transformed. Transformed means to undergo a complete change from one form to another. I love this verse. And you know the picture. I'm sure you heard it. But the picture is is what happened. Metamorphosis. And it's what happens when a larva turns into a worm and becomes a butterfly. Come on, how many of you know that's transformation? That old ugly, unattractive, worm-like larva becomes a beautiful butterfly. How many of you know? Now that's transformation. And that's what the Lord says. Listen, don't be conformed to this world. Don't be a worm. Be a butterfly. Don't be a worm. Be conformed. Don't be conformed to this world and be a worm. Be transformed. How do you get there? By renewing your mind. 
You got to renew. You got to get rid of your stinking thinking. Renewing your mind means this, to adjust your mindsets, your thinking patterns to God's way of thinking. We need to constantly be giving our minds a bath, a spiritual bath with the word of God. The Bible says, come on, tells husbands, wash your wife through the washing of the water of the word. How many of you know the word of God will wash your brain? Come on, how many of you know the word of God will wash your mind? Amen. And here's another key. To break the mental strongholds that are holding you back, you have to, you have to get your thinking in line with God's word. If it's not God's word, it's wrong. You will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Amen. That's why as a believer, when you start getting your mind renewed, it should change your relationships. It should change the way a husband treats his wife like a daughter of the Most High God, which should change the way that we work. We should give our best at work and not mess around, not lounge around. Come on, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. Come on, it should help us see the difference. It should change the way. It doesn't matter who said you're not talented. That's not what God said. God said, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. God don't make mistakes. God don't make anything without skill and talent. God made you. And so it's not what others said about you. It's what God says about you. Amen. Come on, say amen if you agree with that. Now here's how it works. The enemy says, I'm a failure, but God's word says, I can do all things through Christ. The enemy says, I'm ugly, but God says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. The enemy says, I'm a loser, but God says, I can do all things through Christ. The enemy says, it's hopeless, your situation will never change, but God says, nothing is impossible with him. The enemy says, I'll never change. I'll always be like I am. And God's word says, I am a new creation. I'm a new creature in Christ. All things have to pass away and behold, all things become new. Amen. God's word reprograms you. It erases the stinking thinking. Now listen, some of us have more of a challenge with this than others. Some of us, we live in our head. We live in our head and we have like all the windows open in our house. We have all the doors open in our house and the enemy could just come in and just place whatever thought he wants right on the table of our mind and we look at it and we pet it and we give attention to it and we feed it and the Lord is saying, would you stop that nonsense? You don't have to let the enemy put those lies into your brain. Cast them out. Run them out in Jesus' name. Run them out in Jesus' name. And how do you do it? With God's word. God's word. Change your stinking thinking by renewing your mind. And then finally, the third key to pulling down strongholds is fill your mind with the right thoughts. You know what I found? That you just can't keep your mind in neutral. It'll shift into gear. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed you try to meditate? And man, your mind goes around the world and back in in New York second. Amen. And so listen, I found that you can't just like, you know, say, well, I'm just not going to think about that. I think you got to think of, fill your mind with the right thoughts. Fill your mind with the right thoughts. I've learned that if I feed my mind with the right thoughts, the negative thoughts have no room to grow. Amen. If I feed my mind with the right thoughts, the negative thoughts have to be weakened. Amen. I'm going to know victory starts in your thinking. Victory starts in your thinking. 
This is what the Lord told Joshua. Joshua 1.8. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. So that you will be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Notice he said to Joshua. He said, listen, what you have to do, Joshua, is you need to meditate on the law of the Lord day and night. Meditate. You know what it means? It means to think about something over and over again. You know, the picture, I don't know, this is kind of gross, but can I gross you out just a little bit this morning? You could cast it down right after I... But you know, I don't know if you know, a cow has three stomachs. And they chew, they eat grass, and then it, it goes from one stomach to the next and to the next. And then it sends it back to the first one. And then it goes through it again. It, it just... It just Use it just stays on that and it just dissolves it. And then the cow can enjoy the nutrients of it. Meditating is thinking about something over and over again. In fact, it's the same principle as worrying. You know what worrying is? It's thinking about negative things over and over again. It's like that cow. You think about it. Man, I might not win. And we we belch it up. Yeah. I might not win. And we think about it again. I am a loser. And we think about it again. And so, you know, we have a choice. Are we going to meditate on the Word of God? Or are we going to meditate on our problems? Listen, I think we should meditate on the promises of God instead of the problems of life. Amen. Come on. Are you with me? How many of you know you'll do a lot better if you meditate on the right things instead of the wrong things? Meditating on God's promises is what's going to break the strongholds in your life. How many of you know it's the truth that sets you free? You're going to know the truth and the truth will set you free. You can change your life by the way you think. You can change your life. The better you think, the better your life will be. Some of us, we're held back by the constraints and the restraints. Some of us, we're living with this message. We're living by this by this. This word that was spoken over us. You know, they're taking kids now that, that are in, uh, you know, uh, at-risk kids and stuff. And they're bringing them to colleges. And they're, they're bringing them to environments that, that they, they can see what else is going on in the world. And they know that if they can just expose them to the right thoughts and the right thinking and the possibilities, that it can reprogram their thinking. Because some of them think, I'll never get out of this. I'll never leave this environment. But I want you to know that there is no no height that you can't get to as a child of God. God called you to be a winner. God called you to soar. God calls you to rise above your circumstances and your situations. The question is, do you believe it? Come on, do you believe it? Come on, do you believe God can take you where you've never been before? Amen. Come on, do me a favor and just stand with me this morning. Just stand with me. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's take a moment right now. Just close your eyes for just a moment. And just think about it. You heard that story about the man that tattooed on his arm. Born a loser. And somebody said, why in the world... But somebody tattooed on their own, born a loser. Somebody wiser said it first got tattooed on his brain. 
before he could get tattooed on his arm. Come on, how many of you know God didn't create losers? Come on, how many of you know God didn't create losers? Come on, how many of you know that God loves every one of us? He loves every one of us the same. He's got a plan and a purpose for every one of us. Come on, can you receive that this morning? Or is your strongholds resisting it? Come on, just declare right now. Just declare right now in the name of, let's ask the Lord to give us a bath this morning. Come on, let's ask the Lord to give us a brain bath. Come on, let's ask the Lord to pull down the strongholds. Pull down the mindsets that are that are wrong. Come on, the way that we think of ourselves. Come on, let's ask the Lord to pull down those wrong mindsets about ourselves. Let's ask the Lord to pull down those wrong mindsets about the way that we think about ourselves. Not too, not too low and not too high, but sound judgment. Let's ask the Lord to help us see people in the right way and not to see people with wrong thinking patterns. Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, I want to ask you to do me a favor this morning. If you have the liberty and have the freedom, come on, just lift your hands towards heaven right now. Just tell the Lord, Lord, I submit my mind to you. I don't want my mind to be held back by lies, by deceptions, by strongholds, by philosophies that are wrong. Lord, I want to walk in the truth. I want to live in the truth. I want to dwell in the truth. Father, we pray today, would you cast down every wrong mindset? Would you break every stronghold in our minds today, in our hearts today? Father, we pray, give us a miracle today. Lord God, Lord, wash us. Lord, Lord, brush out every lie of the adversary, of the evil one right now. In the name of Jesus, I declare that there is breakthroughs happening right here in this room. In Jesus' name. You're not a failure. You're a success. You're not. You're not a loser. You're a winner. You're not going to stay where you are. You're going to change. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Now just do me a favor. Just put your hands down for just a moment. You know, the worst mindset that anybody could have is the wrong mindsets about the Lord. It's to think that the Lord is not for you. It's to think that the Lord doesn't love you. It's to think that the Lord is not interested in you. Or to think that you've, you've exhausted the grace of God, that you've done too much for Him to just be willing to accept you. The wrong mindset about the Lord, about thinking that you don't need the Lord, that you could do it on your own. That's the wrong mindset. We all need the Lord. We'll all come to a time and place in our life where nothing else will satisfy, nothing else will help but the grace of God. If you hear this morning and you say, Todd, would you pray for me? I don't know for sure that I'm a Christian and that I've ever given my heart and my life to Christ, but today I want to change my mindset. I want to change my thinking pattern and I want to open up my mind. I want to open up my heart to the Lord and I want to give my life to Him. If you here today and you want to do that, would you just raise your hand and I want to pray a special prayer. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. Just raise it right here. Anybody else? Come on, just raise your hand right over here. Don't 
don't let the enemy rob you. Come on, right over here. Anybody else? Just raise your hand. Just this is, listen, we're all family here. Come on, we're for you, not against you. Don't let the enemy rob you. Like, oh no, I can't do this. You know, somebody's going to judge me. Listen, those of you that have your hand raised, I want you to be bold. I want you to be confident. Would you do me a favor? Raise both hands now. Raise both hands and say, Lord, that's me. I need you, Lord. I need you. And I want you to pray this prayer with me. And we're all going to pray together. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for shedding your blood so my sins could be forgiven. Lord, I'm changing my thinking. I need you. I need you in my life. I know you forgive sins. I can't do it without you. I'm surrendering to you. Lord, would you forgive me? Would you cleanse me? And would you accept me into your family? In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen and amen. Now listen, those of you that raised your hands and prayed that prayer, this is the best decision you could ever make. This is where it all begins, right here. Come on, you just got the ropes cut on your basket and your hot air balloon is going to begin soaring like never before. Amen? Now, let me just encourage you. No, let me encourage you to just take this card. It's got a green strip on it. I made a decision. Fill it out. Either bring it up here to one of the one of the altar workers. Bring it in the lobby in the info center. We got a gift for you. We got some tools for you to help you get started. Amen. In fact, for those of you that have it, I just want to encourage you. Come to our growth track after the second service and let's go. Let's push further with the Lord. I'm believing that we're going to have a great 2017. It's going to be different than it was in six. Amen. Come on. Are y'all believing that today? I believe it. Come on. Can you believe that? Father, I pray for the blessing and the favor and the grace of God to be upon the people of God today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed. If you need prayer for anything, we'll be up here. If not, be blessed as you go.